We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in the Warriors Huddle with me, Bram, with me per usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? And my boy and producer, MT. What's up, Dev Nation? Gentlemen, uh, fired up to record today. Emergency podcast. Love these podcasts, but also kind of a disadvantage. As we record right now, Steph Curry is hopefully torching the Knicks and Madison Square Garden, which is just to say, as we speak, you guys are going to hear this after the Warriors play, but we're going to say this before the Warriors play. So if some shit happened in that New York game, if Steph went crazy, if if there's a giant issue that popped up, we're not going to talk about it today. So, you know, preemptive apologies. I'm not really sure what else to do here. And with that in mind, let's jump into our emergency podcast, boys. So there is an emerging and I don't know, let's call it a slightly concerning story. Andrew Wiggins is away from the team for personal matters. He missed the last game against the Wizards, is presumably missing tonight against New York. And at least as far as the team is reporting, we don't know when he's going to be back. Maybe we'll see him you know, on Sunday against Boston. Maybe we'll see him in a couple weeks. As of right now, we're not sure. And so I really want to explore this with you guys. And let's start here. Scale of one to five. One being, look, dude, personal issues uh, pop up. And I should say, if I haven't already, the reason Andrew Wiggins is, is not available is for personal reasons that he has not disclosed yet. We don't know why it is he needs time away. It's not an injury. We know that. But something's going on in his life. All right? So that said, scale of one to five, one being, I'm not worried at all. Personal issues happen. He'll be back. Fine. Five being chicken little. We are fucked. Who knows what's going to happen? We have no chance now. That's our uh, our rating. Where are you boys as we sit here today? One missed game or game in. How bad is the panic? Oof. I'm I'm look, I we've already gone through phases of oh, it's fine. The Warriors aren't contenders this year. Let's just enjoy it. Steph is amazing, you know. But then Wiggins starts putting up 17, 19 a game, starting to look like the Wiggins of old. And to me, that transition from shit Wiggins, what the hell was going on to, oh, oh, this guy could actually be the second best player on a team that makes a deep run in the playoffs, you know, got me a little bit excited. So then we're hearing it's almost identical to a year ago, right? When he missed the last 25 games of the season that he's out for personal reasons. The Warriors are being similarly cagey again about what that means. So it's it's unfair to say I'm, I'm at a five because... Already, we had so many moments this season where we said, well, this isn't the season for the Warriors anyways. Um, but I'm at least at a four. I'm definitely not feeling great right now. MT? I'm at a three and a half. Um, I know, Bram, you and I have gone back and forth um, off the mics about how whether or not my bullishness on the Warriors can be, the current mm -hmm. roster can be defined as bullish. Um, <clears throat> but I just, you know, there's... Personal things happen, to your point, Bram, but how many players miss games for personal reasons? You know, like, it happens. It's not unique to Wiggins. It happens, but it's not that often. And the last time it happened, he missed, you know, 20-some-odd games, and it really threw us off for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, I, stuff happens, and you want to be, um, you know, compassionate about it. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there where – stuff happens in our lives and we can't just 
take it off and say, personal reasons happen. I need to still get paid and, and not, you know, go to work. So, um, I haven't hit that point personally as a fan, but I can understand if some people have. I like the snark. I always like that move too. I like the move of like, look, this isn't me, but some people are saying, <laughs> I saw, I think it was Mike Tyson and, I, and I'll answer this question, but I think there was a Mike Tyson quote way back when, where somebody said, look, there's quotes out there who say that like, you aren't smart. I forget what the take was, but it was a shot against Mike Tyson. And Mike's response was like, look, I don't know that person, but you just said it right now. So you can F yourself, which made me <laughs> hell of like, Mike, um, back to panic. I'll tell you what I'm bullish on my panic, man. So if this was the first time this happened, if there's no personal injury history, there's no personal reasons history. That's one thing. I'm at a two. Maybe. Um, I don't like that. They're not telling us. I don't like any time. There's a absence where there isn't a return date. So I would be, you know, I'm above a one there, but this is reoccurring. If this, I mean, take it out of the mental space, make it a physical injury. Let's say last year he missed 25 games because of an ankle injury. If they were now reporting that he has an ankle injury again, would I be panicking? Of course I would. And this is the second time this has happened. Put on top of that, when he came back from that absence, he was a shell of himself. And in fact, you could argue he's just recently started to emerge from that shell. So, you know, it, it could be totally different reasons. We have no idea if they're even related. But for as long as we don't get information, am I worried about this? Hell yes, I'm worried about this. All right. So let's go to question two. And we are ramping up to, are we angry at Wiggins? Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see the answer. And MT, I heard you. Um, but before we get there, Here's the next one. How badly do the Warriors need Wiggins? Because we right now are at the beginning, hopefully, of a very important stretch of games. 25 games left. The Warriors are one game behind the Lakers for the ninth seed. I think like four games uh, out of the guaranteed playoff spot that is the sixth seed. So these wins and losses are going to mean a lot, okay? So instead of just leaving it like open-ended, how badly do they need him? What I'm going to do is, boys, give you the teams immediately ahead of the Warriors, the teams they need to jump to guarantee themselves a spot in that first round. You tell me if the Warriors are as good, not better, are they as good as these teams without Wiggins? MT, take the first one, the Lakers. Are the Golden State Warriors as good as the LeBron-led Lakers without Andrew Wiggins? Yes. You agree, MT? Or MT, Maxime? Uh, I was actually, I mean, like, you just... There is a lot of bullishness for the Steve Kerr Warriors there. He's like, wow, oh, that confident. was zero oh, hesitation. Yes. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you see the eye contact he made too, which is hard to do on digital shit. He was like, 100%. You look into my eyes. Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, you know, we saw LeBron going, you know, for five threes in the fourth quarter to come back from 21 down. Um they can turn it on when they need to. We're talking about getting to the playoffs, not necessarily in the playoffs. Uh, so I guess, you know, this is an older team uh, led by LeBron that that doesn't, you know, that isn't going to have it every night. But I don't know. You didn't convince me with your yes there, MT. Uh, that's- I mean, just to hedge back, I'm going to make eye contact with MT and go, no, I do not <laughs> think they are. I watched them play last year with a shell of Wiggins and they looked terrible. We got our ass kicked. <laughs> You know, so I mean, I, I understand that we've added some pieces and I know that now that we have a Hall of Fame backcourt coming off the bench, maybe we're in a better situation. 
but without two-way wigs, man. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Let's move up a spot to the seventh spot. Uh, Sacramento. Maxime, take this one first. Are we as good as Sacto without Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. Yeah, like we uh, th- we have we this team's number. I mean, come on. Yeah, we we exactly. We kind of own them. I, and I don't know if somebody would on paper look at these two teams, our records, you know, if you're not if you're not accounting for history and just one-on-one matchups, but I mean, like Looney just owns Sabonis and neutralizes him and like Darren Fox wears Curry's shoes. So like, come on. Like that's some little brother energy if I've ever seen it. I'm going to change the answer here. I'm going to break form. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in a way and then see if you guys agree. All right. Um, and I was having this conversation with somebody recently. I was calling the Warriors a I wouldn't bet my life team. Here's what I mean. Um, against almost anyone in the playoffs uh, with Wiggins like healthy and plain against almost anyone in the playoffs, I would not bet my life that the Warriors could beat that team. But the opposite is true. I would also not bet my life that the Warriors are going to lose to that team. You know, they, they have been flirting with greatness and flirting with mediocrity throughout the year. And that's with Wiggins playing ball. So you take him away, you know, am I, do I think we're in a real good position while we've kind of been flirting with both disaster and upside the whole year? No. You know, so how badly do we need him? I think we need him pretty badly. Do you agree with that? I think we need him. For the later rounds, when you put, it's matchup dependent. The reason why I was so quick against the Lakers is he doesn't match up well enough to guard LeBron, and he's LeBron and AD are their best players. He doesn't. Fox and Sabonis are Sacramento's best players, so I yeah. for that one I would say no as well. Um, I like the Clippers or, or somebody not, with a like yeah. a wing player. When you get to a Paul George, when you get to a Luka Doncic, like the reason why. Wiggs was so valuable in that playoff run for the championship is because he took Luka Doncic out of that series for us and he was guarding him. Um, so I, I think in those early rounds and trying to get into the playoff, um, you know, the 10, 9, 8, 7 seed, I, I think he's not as missed. But if we make it past the first round, then I think it's critical he's there. If he's not there, then I don't think we advance. <laughs> That makes sense. Um, you know, what I've always wondered about Wiggins that this has nothing to do with when he's coming back or anything like that is how the hell he finds it comfortable. Most of us, when we put our hands on our hips, which doesn't happen very often, I'm not really a hands on the hips kind of guy. But when I do, in fact, do that, my hands are on my hips. When Wiggins decides to do that, he puts them behind his hips like he's holding his back up, which is a really weird thing. It's like a Montgomery Burns thing. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on there. It's always made me feel awkward and I'd like it to stop. Um, but with, with my, my unnecessary shots at his body posture in tow, let's get into some just rampant speculation. Okay. Ooh. So let's cover, um, our butts a little bit. We know nothing. We do not have access to the team. This is just us guessing. That is it. That is not based in any actual solid fact, but I will add a little something for us to speculate about. Steve Kerr, um, from what I can tell, is the only person who's offered any kind of even close to concrete information about this. Uh, Kerr was on 95.7 The Game. He appeared on Willard and Dibs, and he offered this little nugget about Wiggins. Availability report has just come out on tomorrow night's game that states that Andrew Wiggins is out. Um, is, is that is that accurate? And, and what can you tell us about the, your thoughts on, on how long he might be out? 
Yeah, it's accurate. Uh, Wiggs is dealing with a, a personal matter, and, and and as you guys know, he's a very private person, and and um, and so we are going to to keep everything, you know, kind of just under wraps, and and uh, until he's back, um, we we do expect him to to be back, but um, you know, we just uh, we don't exactly know when, but uh, we'll we'll move forward without him and. I thought Moses did a really good job, um, you know, filling in last night, uh, playing that role well, and and uh, helping us get the win. Question number one: Rampant speculation. Question number one: Does the team know what this is? You know, it has had. We won't. He's not going to tell the public. He's not going to tell the media. That kind of stuff. But just given that quote, do you think that the boys in that locker room know what Wiggins is dealing with? I mean, they ha they have to, right? You're getting paid too much money. Not I'm not talking about relative to the NBA. I'm just saying, like, you make too much money to be able to walk out on your employer without giving any any grounds for it. Do you think so? I mean, did he owe it to them? So let's let's start from the top. There, you think he did? Sounds like yes. Yeah. Yeah. MT, do you agree? Do you think they know? Yeah. Let me do eye contact straight at you. Yes. Yeah. And, well, yeah. and. I, I love it. I, you didn't need to raise your eyebrows, but uh, I appreciated that. Um, also, curse quote infers it. Him saying he's a private person, him saying we'll keep it under wraps suggests that there's something you'd keep under wraps. So the information was actually provided. I don't know that, but my guess is he provided it. The next kind of related question, and you asked or answered already, Maxime, is did he own that? You know, if this is the most private of private things, whatever it is, if he's dying on the inside and needs some time, does he have to share it in your guy's opinion? You know, not with us because he won't, but does he have to share it with everybody in that locker room who he's in a foxhole with? I think so. Um, I think because it happened last year and because of they're trying to regain that mojo, um, I think he just, he does it and he has to do it out of just the brotherhood, like whether spoken or unspoken rule of it. So, I think he tells them and they all respect him enough not to share what it is and let it outside of the locker room. Um, Slater. So I agree. I think that he did tell them. I think that he had to tell them. I think he would have had to tell them regardless, just how that locker room works and the relationships that I believe exist. But I think you can take it a step further. Maxine, play that Slater quote for us. Certainly, you know, I think everything affected. I think I think Wiggins having a really strong finish uh, to the season and the Warriors, you know, having a, you know, go, going a few rounds into the playoffs would, would not just keep Wiggins' future intact, but a lot of this core's future intact, Clay Thompson. Um, whereas, you know, if they if they flame out, if they get bounced in the play-in, if, if Wiggins either isn't around or doesn't play well over the last 20 or so games in the play-in, like, they'll reassess. Uh, the roster from a financial standpoint and from a competitive standpoint. So, so it, in a roundabout way, like it, everyone's future in some ways is kind of on the line. Like I'm not right. sitting here saying, Hey, if they get bounced in the playoffs, Steph Curry's gone. We all know that's mm -hmm. not the case, but like a lot <laughs> right. is on the line over the last few months. So I think uh, that was Anthony Slater on the morning roast. Um, and what he's describing there. So, I mean, we need Wiggins regardless. We need him for this season. If this season was happening five years ago when everyone was young and the team was still on a dynastic upturn, they'd still need Wiggins. But it's even more important than that now, right? I mean, the, the Warriors are kind of in a, a, a look in the mirror mode. They got to figure out who their identity is going forward. And as Slater just explained, 
Wiggins' performance down the stretch is going to define who is on this team, how they are surrounding those people next year. And these, you know, a lot of people's futures are going to be wrapped up in this. If, if the Warriors agree, and I'm sure they do, did he have to tell them what was up? Hell yeah, he did. You know, if, if they're trying to decide, are we moving on from this dynastic core? And he's not going to be there to help trying to make that decision over these next couple of weeks. He, I really hope he gave them something, some rationale. Otherwise, I think it'd be an even uglier scenario. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He has to tell them for that reason. I mean, I don't. <clears throat> you just you can't. You can't leave everybody else in the foxhole and step out. For that for personal reasons if like you said if it was an injury or something else even though they're going to understand and they're going to keep it private it's still you know like a lot of those other players go through stuff too so exactly. um yep. you know like it's you just you got to tell them and to slater's point like it's when he comes back if he comes back hopefully it doesn't derail the season otherwise it's gonna there's going to be an unfair amount on his shoulders of him being the reason why. Well, and what a bad timing, man. Um, I mean, one of the questions we have today that we may not get to, and it's the one you suggested, MT, is the rotations. Kerr is in a really interesting place right now. The team went on a, on a hot streak. They welcomed back Chris Paul, and they got to figure out how, you know, how these rotations shake out, who's in, who's out, what are the playoff rotations going to look like. And to have Wiggins, you know, be out now, it's it's not the best of times, all right? But let's make this personal because, MT, you mentioned earlier, we all kind of deal with personal issues, man, and we all can't fucking take time off, okay? So I'm going to give you boys a couple of scenarios, and you tell me um, how you'd handle them, all right? Scenario number one, you are at your job. You're not up against a bunch of deadlines. It's, you know, normal work, but you're busy. You've got a ton of projects. And the only way you can get all of these projects done is with a full team. You need all the hands who are at your disposal. And during that time, with all these projects and all this work, one of your teammates, one of your coworkers comes up and says, I got personal issues. Can't be here for a while. You ask him or her, when will they be back? Don't know. Not sure. You know, please, please hold it down while I'm gone. Okay. Scenario one, you angry at him? You're, you're not, I mean, I understand you'd, you'd accept it. I'm not saying would you, would you force them to be there, but if they just told you that internally, would you be upset? Um, and I've, I've let you boys go first a couple of times on this one. I'd be pissy. I'd be pissy. And I might have some passive aggressive comments when they weren't around, you know, to the other teammates, like, oh, this would be a lot easier if so-and-so wasn't here. But would I understand it in that scenario? Yeah. In that scenario, I would. How about you guys? Yeah, I would understand it too. I think you also got to maybe raise the stakes a little bit because in a, in a lot of jobs maybe that that we're a part of, you know, you you tell the CEO or whatever, you, you report to the higher-ups like, hey, this is going to affect our timeline, so on and so forth. The sky's out. We can't do these things, whatever. But if you sort of like, you maybe put it in a startup context, right? Where like you have a limited runway. You got to, if you don't make a certain deadline, there's a chance that the whole thing kind of sinks, you know, that that changes the mm -hmm. stakes for me. And then I start to get a little bit more angry. You mean a different scenario, you asshole? Yeah, I told you we have multiple scenarios. I, I mean, just, you could just vote on the first scenario, you bastard. All right, we'll ramp it up, okay? Because here's what, I, what I'm trying to get at, and then I'll give you the next scenario. If you ask anybody about this abstractly, is it okay for Wiggins to take time off for mental reasons? You're not going to get anyone to tell you no. Nobody. Not now. 
That's not the new culture. They, you know, the Simone Biles, like that's, that's not what's going to happen. Everyone's going to support you. And so in a just normal pressure scenario, do I understand it? I do. Let's change it. Scenario two. All right. Still your job. Crazy stressful time in exceptionally stressful time. In fact, you have four weeks to not only save your job, to save your entire department's job. If your department does not come through over these next four weeks, they're going to reshape it entirely. They're going to have to fire some people and bring other people in. And so to keep this department together and have the success that you wanted to do, you have four weeks and four weeks alone to get everything done and you need everybody's help. And at the start of those four weeks with everybody's careers on the line, somebody comes up and tells you, I cannot be here for you. It's not going to happen. I've got real things going on. I cannot be here for you. And I cannot tell you if I will be back in these next four weeks. Okay. Scenario two, are you angry? Yeah, I'm angry. I'm frustrated, um, disappointed, but you know, like there's also, it's what you have to do. Like you have to adapt. So, um, the result of it is, you know, like we kind of bear down and, and figure it out and, and cover further the gap that that person left. And then after that four weeks, when it comes time to, you know, like determine the path forward, that person who wasn't there, you know, like rightfully so they're, they're critiqued and they're judged a little differently. Like if they should be part of the team moving forward. Yep. Um, scenario three, Maxime. Okay. Same thing as scenario two, same thing. But that person who comes up and tells you, I can't be here the year prior, very similar scenario. You guys were stressed out of your mind. You had to succeed. That same person the year before told you can't be here for a while and misses a whole, you know, misses three weeks of work. And so this is the second time in two years that when you needed this person, they disappeared for personal reasons and couldn't tell you when they'd be back. Scenario three, are you angry? Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing things at this point. Like, I, you know, thinking about it, and I'm not, I'm not contextualizing everything that's going on in this Wigan scenario. I'm just, you're kind of getting my blood boiling just thinking about that happening. Like, that kind of shit really frustrates me. I feel like I'm being let down. Um, you know, I'm not getting much context about why it's happening. It's just so easy to infer that this kind is kind of blowing us off. Not, not great. Well, and you've gone to use MT's answer because I thought it's a good one. If you've already gone through the like, okay, circle the wagons, you know, we, we, we got to get through this, dude. We got to wait until so-and-so comes back and then we do it and we somehow get through it. And I fast forward a year and then I'm asked to do it again. You know, it's like, I don't know, man, I'm running out of wagons. Like I, I, how many times can this go down? And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it doesn't take you know, rocket science to, to see where I'm going with this. Are you, as a Warriors fan, angry at Andrew Wiggins? Because we need him. You know, and th this isn't whatever time he needs, he needs. We're not going to question that and we'll never know what it is he's dealing with, you know? Um, but we, <laughs> we do know that they need him, that there are 25 games back, that every win's going to mean the world. And whatever happens is going to define not only this year, but, you know, the, the foreseeable future of this team. Clay Thompson, whether or not he'll be here, you know, Steph's shot at another title. A lot of downstream issues are at play. So you sitting here right now, not knowing when he's coming back. Are you angry at Andrew Wiggins? 
This is a good ramp up, right? If I just asked you boys that right at the beginning, are you Andrew angry at Andrew? There's no, it would have been, you know, the look in the eyes, the hard no. <laughs> but I've, I've at least ramped it up until here. So are you, you know, the, I mean, I'll, to give you boys time to think, um, I, this is an emotional question. Uh, I understand it. And angry is a hard word to use, not knowing what he's dealing with. You know, if, if he's got some real, real nasty personal tragedies that are happening, and that comes out, you know, in a few weeks, and I'm here saying I'm furious that he was unwilling to play basketball, that's not appropriate. Anger is a weird word. But am I really frustrated? Am I immediately understanding? No. No, I am not immediately understanding, and I am getting more and more frustrated with this scenario, and I wouldn't mind some information. You know, the, the same way that he could pacify the locker room by letting them know this is what's up, he doesn't owe it to me, but if he doesn't want me to be frustrated, I wouldn't mind knowing what's going down. Yeah, I don't. Anger is the word that trips me up. I don't. It doesn't feel right to be angry, but it is an emotion, and it feel. I think it's frustration and um, just feeling let down, like Maxine said. Um, but yeah, it's tough because you don't know. You know, like. I realized the case and it's the right case that we don't have the right to know, but it's so hard to defend that too. When you're like, well, as a fan base and as a pain fan base and you know, like all those things that come into it, it's like, well, I kind of do have a, you know, I at least should know, like I get the, do I have the right to No, fine. But like, I, you should tell me, you know, like, well, hell yeah. Well, and shit, and do we have the right to be frustrated and confused until we do know? I think, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's, he doesn't have to tell us, but by not telling us, there's some repercussions for that. And I, you know, that that's what causes these emotions. Yeah. There, look, while we're, what do we call this segment? Rampant speculation. You know, I, I think there is another component of this that deserves to be thrown into it. If we're going to go back to our, job scenario, right? Let's say you have another coworker and this is an environment where like you closely rely on, you know, it's maybe like somehow like five people operating a piece of machinery together, you know, like you really need the other person to be there because like, it's this intrinsic, like what, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, um, imagine you have a coworker who's like one of those five people who like a year and a half ago punches somebody in the face. Right. And then somehow that coworker gets a raise and then the person who got punched in the face gets shipped off. And then now, okay, last Friday, less than a week ago, we played the Charlotte Hornets. Um, there was a confrontation at the end of that game involving Miles Bridges. Draymond comes out staunchly defending Miles Bridges at the after in the post game. Right? Sports Kita is one of many networks that has officially reported that the person who Miles Bridges assaulted is Wiggins's sister or Wiggins's partner's sister, right? So, okay, again, rampant speculation, but you can't imagine that Wiggins is particularly happy about what's going on. And yet he sees that the organization that he plays for supports the dude that punched the guy in the face, right? And look, I like things happen. They happen off camera. So we don't see it as Steve Kerr said, you know, like I'm, I'm not out here saying like, oh, Draymond deserves harsher punishment, didn't deserve to get a raise. He's a hall of famer. He's amazing. You know, he's been one of my favorite players for a long time, but that's a bit beyond the pale. And I can understand how Wiggins would be like, look, even if that's not the personal shit that he's dealing with, it makes it that much harder for him to come to work every day, knowing that essentially the whole organization, including 
frankly, Fitz and Kalena on the broadcast are all kind of implicitly supporting Draymond and all of these antics. Like, that was a weird fucking thing to, to do, you know? And then it just so happens that he plays one more game against the Nuggets, and then now he's taking this leave of absence. Like, you know, if I'm personally dealing with whatever it is, you know, a family member that's going through some health conditions, and then I feel uncomfortable going to work, I'm not able to really talk about it to anybody because I feel like I'm going to be shunned. It's It's not a great work environment for me in general, so... You know, not only am I not angry at Wiggins uh, personally, but I kind of can understand. I wish I, we had a little bit more context, but I can understand why we don't have that context. You wrapped that back around. Congre- I mean, you landed the plane. You did actually answer the question. You lost me a little bit along the way. In fact, Marcus, way in here. Is he allowed to give me shit about one of my scenarios and then give a uh, scenario that is so complicated with a five-man piece of equipment he doesn't finish it <laughs> like, i don't i don't know if those two things are allowed dude like you can't be like ah, kick up your scenario this doesn't work and then give me half a fact pattern and not ask me a question about it the i don't know if i'm the right I, person to ask i i'm i'm known to go back and answer a question you asked 30 minutes ago in the pod actually you mean 30 days ago factually <laughs> accurate right. this this so uh, Maxim, do you have a analogy about a nine-person piece of equipment yes. that will help me understand what? <laughs> yeah, MD the way just analogy I was going to pull off it's it's Andor. You guys remember the show Andor? They were all working on the same random piece of equipment, and they all had like they had intricate parts that they were involved in. I just couldn't remember the name of the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, what I will add, I mean, as far as the Draymond Green thing, and it and. It's actually what I really liked about your response because those things, um, it is rampant speculation, but it is not speculation to say that the woman who was involved in the domestic uh, violence allegations with Miles Bridges is Wiggins' sister-in-law. That is a objective fact. It's also an objective fact that Draymond recently came out and supported Miles Bridges. I believe the quote was, Miles Bridges can do no wrong. You know, and so now speculation, do those two connected facts lead to anything? We don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, we with their they those facts do belong in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wouldn't mind saying like I'm not uh, I'm not an agent. I don't do any PR work. But if Draymond had been like, look, if they asked me about Miles Bridges, what should I say? I would not have been like he can do no wrong. Like, holy shit. Dude. Like that. <laughs> Just is that the worst thing you're gonna say? Like it's it's unbelievably bad that he went in that direction. Just unbelievably bad. Um, last rampant speculation. Over under on games he will miss twenty. What do you take? Uh, I mean, just for our sanity and our positive content for the next few weeks, it's got to be under. Um, I mean, you just, you, you know, like money isn't everything, but you know, he's, it's also hard to say, I understand. And, you know, like take to take the time that you need when you make nine figures over the duration of your contract. And right now, you know, just doing the math, he makes $297,000 a game. So, you know, like that amount of money, you know, like if it, if his dad was sick, like they're, the reporting was saying last time and, you know, another family member is sick, then, you know, obviously that trumps money and, and you give him the time he needs, but it's just, it, there comes a point where it's harder to empathize with somebody who makes that amount of money if they're going through things that 
a lot of other people have to deal with and they still have to go to their job that doesn't make a fraction of that amount of money. Yep. Um, Maxim, I'm going to give you credit and then an answer. Credit. The machine they were working on was when they were in prison and they were building the Death Star is what we ultimately found out in Andor. Uh, question. I take the under. It's not just optimistically based. It's what Steve Kerr said. The, the, what I'm, the, rampant speculation. I don't know. I'm just looking at a, a 30 second quote that we listened, but his vocal inflection screamed to me. I do know what this is. It, it maybe doesn't need to be protected, but he's a private guy. So I'm going to, I'm going to protect it. And we do expect him back. And the way that all of that was phrased suggests to me that an issue, but not a major one. We're not talking 20 games. Um, so I'll take the under Maxime. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope it's the under, I, I guess I'll take the under too. Um, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, you know, I, I do think that like, if I'm a person who's now won a championship, made enough money, and if I'm making smart decisions to essentially, I could retire tomorrow if I'm Wiggins, right? Um, assuming that he's put the money in the right places, he's set for the rest of his life for sure. What else do you really need? Then money doesn't really matter. It is about spending time with your loved ones if it is his dad who's sick or whatever. So, you know, I, there is a world in which he's... He, he has the benefit of being able to say, I'm a private person. I don't want to talk about this. That also means that we have the benefit as sports media to say, you know, to rampantly speculate. And if he comes in and says, you know what? I don't care. Like, I don't listen to this stuff. That doesn't matter to me. Then I can see him taking the rest of the season off. You know, he's yeah. already checked off all the boxes that he needs. So, you know, do I hope it's under 20? Yes. Do I think it's under 20 based on everything that we're talking about? Yes, because I do think that he is the type of person, he's an ultra competitor, you know, for um, even if he's not the typical type A personality, he's clearly at the elite levels of basketball to the point that he cares about his teammates. He's been around team culture enough to say, yeah, I, I'm going to show up for my people. But would I be surprised if it's over 20? Would I be surprised if we don't see him again in a Warriors uniform? Not entirely. Yeah, it's the reaction, man. Like when I first heard that he was missing a game for personal reasons, I thought it'd be one. And you're like, okay, he's getting his teeth out or something. And he doesn't want to tell us. But then the way that media's reaction, everyone's reaction has been nuclear. You know, like if I heard that there was a, a yes. an accident in my building, like, okay, you know, maybe like whatever, the power's out. If I showed up and there's people in like nuclear reactor suits, I'd be really worried about the problem in that fucking building. And the way that this has been covered so far is people are terrified. You know, and we're, we're all, and I, that's true of the podcast we just recorded. Like I, I'm, we're not immune from this symptom, but I don't know. It, it, there is, there's a weird overarching concern on this, um, that I'm hoping <laughs> doesn't mean it'll be the over. Uh, all right. Last question. We're running a little bit long. Um, and I think it's not related, but it's close. Okay. So what I'm going to ask you boys is, do you feel bad for Jordan Poole related? Because the last time we saw Wiggins and Poole together, at least in my mind, I know they played a season, um, was after they won the championship and they're in there talking about, I'm getting the bag. You're getting the bag. We're getting the bag. And then things went <laughs> terrible. Okay. <laughs> but let's define that. Here's what's happened to Poole. In the 22 or the 2022 playoffs, huge role in a championship team. He averages 17 points per game on very close to the legendary 50-40-90 splits. He shot 50% from the field, 39% from three, and 91% from, uh, from the line. So it's basically 50-40-90 on a, on a really needed role and, and brings home a championship. Did so well in the offseason, signs a contract. Four years, $128 million. 
shows up, $128 million man, and gets punched right in his fucking face by Draymond Green, has a very poor season from there on out, averaging more turnovers than, from what I can tell, steps on the court, and now finds himself on a Washington team. When he first gets traded to Washington, it felt like pretend good news for him. You know, young player, all the usage on earth, let him go. Then the memes come flooding in. He spends way more time on Shaq and a Fool than he does SportsCenter and finds himself on the bench. Now over the last 10 games, 13.8 points per game on 33% shooting. And about, I couldn't find a real stat on this. The closest I got was 39.7 terribly depressed and frustrating looks per game. He looks like things are going so badly, you know, um, and he's having like weird plays, you know, like he'll, he'll it'll be like a, a head fake shot and the, the ball will slip out of his hand and go up, you know, I mean, like it, it, it's almost as if he's having trouble with basic coordination, let alone letting the ball go through the net. All right. So back to the first question. Do you feel bad for Jordan Poole? Because I mean, I, watching that Washington game, man, um, I did. I didn't like it. I, I, I know. I understand that he is a millionaire. I understand that probably if he woke up in my life tomorrow, he'd be disgusted by everything. He'd be disgusted by my house, by my car, by where I eat, the money I had. like. I'm sure he lives a really good life and has all the money to help facilitate that. But I feel bad for him. You know, it's just it just is what it is. It hits me in a weird place. When you guys were watching him, same thing. No. <laughs> at least we got a theme going today. Is that really true? Like, not at all? You didn't feel anything for him? I didn't. Um, and here's why. So, when he, we first drafted him, he went, goes to the G League and, you know, applies his trade there and then is successful enough to come up. And the story behind him was this kid works incredibly hard. He's a gym rat. Yep. He anything you tell him he needs to work on, he works on it 12 hours a day and is relentless about getting better at what he needs to do to get better. And that endeared him to fans, including myself. He has successful seasons. He helps us win the championship. We don't beat Boston if Jordan Poole isn't playing as well as he is. I credit where credit is due. Um, but he has some weaknesses in his game. He's turnover prone. He takes a little too casually at times. He's, you know, like his main move has been called out by the NBA as a carry. And now he's, you know, like he can't do his move that usually frees him up. Um, the fact that he's gone on to a new team said, I'm excited because I finally get my own team. It's like, okay, that's what you asked for. And that's what you think is happening. And then the fact that he didn't go in and use that same work ethic on the things that he is not good at, to That's me, right. is yeah. um, a sign that he wasn't willing to do it, that he got the bag and then he got complacent. So if that work ethic was put towards not being a turnover machine and not falling down every four steps and, yeah. you know, like some of the other things that are the weaknesses in his game, then I would have felt bad because... It's just the guy that's trying really hard, but is not producing the results. But he was, it's his Shaq and the Fool moments show that he's not taking it as seriously. He's, he thinks he's still on the Warriors, but you don't have Steph and Clay and Wiggins, uh, you know, like flanking you. And if it's just Kyle Kuzma, who's a great player, that's not enough for you to 
act like that. Like the defense is going to focus in on you and you're going to have the season that he's having. Let's edit out that Kuzma's a great player part. Uh, the, <laughs> you know what? You're helping me change my me feeling bad for him. Um, but what you help me remember is just how petulant Jordan Poole is. Um, I remember there was a story. This is, uh, for, I think, 75. But I guess, no, it was after that because they ended up losing. But it's when Rick Barry's still on the team. And he felt like, I think it was during a finals game, he felt like his teammates didn't have his back. He almost got into a fight. The teammates didn't step up. He was left out on his own. And then for the remainder of the game, he basically refused to shoot. You know, he didn't come out and say that, but like he was kind of punishing everybody for not having his back. Jordan Poole coming off the bench kind of has that feel. You know, it's almost kind of like, ah, oh, you, you bastards don't want to start me. You know, then like, eh, like maybe I'm not going to give you everything. Um, and juxtaposing like those memes from the beginning of the season when he's telling Denny Avija, nah, we good. Even when he just completely like, like, didn't look at him at all and is firing up terrible contested three-pointers, you know, to now being really upset because they're not good um, is is hard to feel terrible for him. So I still, I'm not going to like, watching that game, it, it was my gut reaction. I did. I like, I wanted to hug him, you know, I was like, fuck, man. But overall, like considering everything, I, I, I'll hedge it back. I don't feel terrible for him, but I still feel kind of bad. Maxine? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Bram, and and I still am. You know, I, I hear everything that you're saying, Marcus, but I just like I'm just not as smart as you, man. I don't, you know, I can't I can't weigh all these things in my head. This was just a dude yeah, that, that I liked. <laughs> 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 just censoring myself. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, like I just feel bad for him. Like it's I, as maybe as sort of one idiot to another. You know, like he didn't realize how good he had it, and then he goes somewhere else, and he's like, oh, I. I thought this was going to be easier because I thought it was all about me. And like, you're an idiot, but I still feel bad for you. And maybe I even feel worse for you because you're too dumb to realize it. You know, it's just like, ah, this sucks, man. Like I liked him. He was, he's like, I was a fan of his. Should we call this? The name of this podcast is now Jordan Poole, too dumb to realize. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, follow that, up. that will be the link that and everyone is sad. <laughs> so sad. So sad. <laughs> Um, boys, final prediction. Uh, how many points does Steph go for in Madison Square Garden? Up. Ooh, he likes the garden. 44. I say 44. He's in a bit of a slump right now. Though. I'm going to go 28. Wow. Oh, man. No, man. No. How about 52? Nice. It, what what better sign of Steph's dominance than like, look, dude, he's playing really poorly. 28. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how DI. dare you slander Steph like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, weird You're times right. in Warriors land, at least uncertain times. Maybe the next time we record behind these mics, Wiggins will be back. Either way, you know, I mean, taking out our passion for the team and, and not speaking as a fan, but as a human being, I, I all I can do is hope that Wiggins is okay, that his family's okay, that he gets the time that he needs, you know, all, all of the things that go into the human aspect of this. So when we speak as fans, that's all we are, you know, that we're, we're just, we're speaking with the passion we have for the Golden State Warriors, but speaking as human beings, I understand that people need time. So I hope that Wiggins does get all the help he can get and that he's back way before 20 games because we fucking need him on this team. Um, and instead of going through our social media stuff, let me end this with a shout out 
to a uh, to a very special fan out there and my nephew Tay. So this is a five star review that was left on uh, Apple that almost brought me to tears. Quote: Hi, Uncle Bram. It's Tay. I love your podcast. I listen to them so much. Your podcast helped me keep informed on what's happening with the Warriors. I wouldn't be lying to tell you that almost brought me to tears when I read it drunkenly in my bed a couple of nights ago. Um, and I, so let's see. Thank you so much for listening. We, I can't appreciate you enough. I really hope I haven't taught you new four letter words through this podcast. I actually intended on not dropping as many F bombs today. I blame Marcus and Maxime. Um, but Tay, we really appreciate you, man. And thank you for leaving that review. And it's also an excellent reminder that if you leave us a five-star review, I would be happy to read it on this podcast. Um, with that in mind, go Warriors! And hopefully, we'll see you real soon. Good, good.